Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life for the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 16, page 357. Preserve me, O God, for in thee have I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my God, I have no good like unto thee. All my delight is upon the saints that are in the earth, and upon such as excel in virtue. But they that run after another God shall have great trouble. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, neither make mention of their names within my lips. The Lord himself is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou shalt maintain my lot. The lot is fallen unto me in a fair ground. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will thank the Lord for giving me warning. My reins also chasten me in the night season. I have set the Lord alway before me. For he is on my right hand, therefore I shall not fall. Wherefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For why, thou shalt not leave my soul in hell, neither shalt thou suffer thy Holy One to see corruption. Thou shalt show me the path of life, in thy presence is the fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there is pleasure forevermore. 
Psalm 20. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice. Grant thee thy heart's desire and fulfill all thy mind. We will rejoice in thy salvation and triumph in the name of the Lord our God. The Lord perform all thy petitions. Now know I that the Lord helpeth his anointed and will hear him from his holy heaven, even with the wholesome strength of his right hand. Some put their trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, and hear us, O King of heaven, when we call upon thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh verse of the fourth chapter of the book of Ezra. In the days of Artaxerxes also, Bishlam, Mithrida, Tabel, and the rest of their companions wrote to Artaxerxes, king of Persia, and the letter was written in Aramaic script and translated into the Aramaic language. This is a copy of the letter that they sent him. To King Artaxerxes, from your servants, the men of the region beyond the river, and so forth, let it be known to the king that the Jews who came up from you have come to us at Jerusalem and are building the rebellious and evil city and are finishing its walls and repairing the foundations. Let it now be known to the king that if this city is built and the walls completed, they will not pay tax, tribute, or custom, and the king's treasury will be diminished. Now because we receive support from the palace, it was not proper for us to see the king's dishonor. Therefore we have sent and informed the king that search may be made in the book of the records of your fathers, and you will find in the book of records and know that this city is a rebellious city, harmful to kings and provinces, and that they have incited sedition within the city in former times, for which cause this city was destroyed. We inform the king that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, the result will be that you will have no dominion beyond the river. The king sent an answer to Rahum the commander, to Shimshai the scribe, to the rest of their companions who dwell in Samaria, and to the remainder beyond the river, peace and so forth. The letter which you sent to us has been clearly read before me, and I gave the command, and a search has been made, and it was found that this city in former times has revolted against kings, and rebellion and sedition have been fostered in it. There have also been mighty kings over Jerusalem, who have ruled over all the region beyond the river, and tax, tribute, and custom were paid to them. Now give the command to make these men cease, that this city may not be built until the command is given by me. Take heed now that you do not fail to do this. Why should damage increase to the hurt of the kings? Now when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before Rehum, Shimshai the scribe, and their companions, they went up in haste to Jerusalem against the Jews, and by force of arms made them cease. Thus the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem, ceased, and it was discontinued until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Here endeth the first lesson.
My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begin at the 17th verse of the seventh chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. But when the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt, till another king arose who did not know Joseph. This man dealt treacherously with our people and oppressed our forefathers, making them expose their babies so that they might not live. At this time, Moses was born and it was well-pleasing to God and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. But when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Now when he was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand, but they did not understand. And the next day he appeared to two of them as they were fighting and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brethren, why do you wrong one another? But he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then at this saying, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. And when forty years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight. And as he drew near to observe, the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dared not look. Then the Lord said to him, Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to deliver them. And now, come, I will send you to Egypt. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou, thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who hast given unto us thy servants grace by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity, we beseech thee that thou wouldest keep us steadfast in this faith and evermore defend us from all adversities, who livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So in our first lesson here, we have this uh, letter to our Xerxes registering an official complaint against the Jews. And it appears that there probably wasn't any evidence to support this claim, this idea of sedition or a planned rebellion, but probably from the perspective of the king who's trying to rule several provinces by distance, um, probably any word at all of insurrection needed to be taken care of immediately and dealt with swiftly. Um, throughout Ezra and Nehemiah, it seems like opposition appears to be a pretty constant and pervasive theme with this being kind of the first major incident. Um, thinking about opposition, the people of God have and will always face opposition. And there will be times like here where it even seems that the opposing forces have won, uh, that they've accomplished what they intended to do. But what faithfulness does, I think, um, what, what faithfulness does that is continuing uh, to do what's right in the midst of the opposition, persevering in that, what it does then as we persevere through and endure through these um, 
what appears to be, again, the, the victory of the enemy. What faithfulness does to, then is it shows us that these apparent victories are temporary, um, that God is ultimately the victor and he will, the, he will complete his plan. So the trials, the sufferings, the oppositions and apparent victories of the enemy that we faced will not last forever. It's a simple point, but reflection upon that ought to at least change our mindset. It ought to change how we approach these sufferings and oppositions. Um, and that is the question then becomes, okay, in the midst of this, what is it that God is calling me to? Um, in the midst of this, what is it that God is trying to work in me in the middle of all of it? And ultimately that looks like, uh, I think he's calling us to commitment. He's calling us to give our loyalty to him and to what his then eternal plan and what his eternal purposes are. So then in our second lessons here from Acts chapter 7, we're in the middle of Stephen's speech, we're in the middle of his uh, response to the charges that have been brought against him. And it seems like, I mean, I'll admit, um, it's kind of, kind of difficult, difficult to know exactly what Stephen is doing in the midst of this. It's a very, very, very long speech, kind of retells the history of Israel. But it seems like the main point of what he's doing here is he's trying to establish this point that kind of at the core of Jewish religion, the identity of it, has always been this relationship between God and his people. So that's the foundation. That's the essence of Jewish religion is the relationship between God and his people. And this is based on uh, covenant. So that is, it's based on God's promises to his people, what he has said that he will do. And then it's also based on um, his, his choosing or, or his election, we could say. And it's out of this relationship that God, this covenantal relationship that God has with his people, out of this then flows the customs, out of this flows the traditions, etc. Um, so in narrating, or Stephen is narrating then the history of Israel in order to show that this relationship with God's people and God's promises and his plans um, predated things like the temple, uh, predated things like the, the present in the first century, the, the customs, the law. It even predated uh, the land, the promised land of Jerusalem itself. And so part of the charge against Stephen, or the main part of the charge, comes back, if you remember, in chapter 6, where it says, we've heard Stephen saying that this Jesus will destroy this place, that is the temple, and he will change the customs that Moses handed down to us. So in this section then, in the history of Moses, the point seems to be that even with Moses, then there were developments. Things were changing in the midst of Moses. And two, and this is what we read, I think it's the point of even telling this whole bit of Moses defending God's people in, in Egypt, is that even Moses was rejected. Um, even then, the other people around Moses, the other Israelites, opposed and rejected him. So the larger point, again, being that God's relationship and um, his covenant with his people is what is primary. And that relationship 
changes and it develops and you can't equate particular customs um, or even a temple you can't equate that with true religion you can't equate that with relationship with God um, and many reject this many reject the work of God even when he is the one who's obviously giving and approving it this then is in line with many of the uh, much we see in the New Testament including Jesus himself where what Stephen is doing is he's equating the present Jewish leadership with the Jewish people in the past with Jewish leaders in the past who because of their blindness um, because of their stubbornness uh, with external religious practices and external customs um, had the effect of blinding them and making them unable to see and uh, stubborn unwilling to confront the reality of sin that was in their own hearts. Okay, so we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. And take a minute to call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Hope you have a good night. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, Father Kevin. Have Thank a wonderful you. night, everybody. Thank you.